Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we're covering NWA Saturday night on TBS from May the 28th, 1988. I'm sitting here with Doc and Hardbody Hopper. Let's just jump into it. Hopper, how you doing, man? You had a good week? I'm doing great. How y'all doing? Uh, living a dream, I guess. How about you, Hopper yeah. Doc? Man, I don't know. I think it's time for me to turn heel again. Why? <laughs> <laughs> why doc why do you want to turn heel I, there you go well, get your shit in get your slips flips and dives in we, we I'm, know just how you operate. I'm just tired of the secondhand <laughs> passive aggressive feedback i get from the menace over here i ain't trying to say nothing man but the army's tired of your shit with it just being on your phone and all the noise so you need to get that laptop fixed man so i'm not gonna lie on the last Smoky Mountain show that aired on Sunday night, the 15th, September 15th, it sounded like you were sucking dick at times. Whoa. With the slurping from... So what if, so what if I was? I don't, I don't care what you do with your mouth on another man's, you know... Come on. ...man meat. But, but, but I'd like to not listen to it on a show if I'm a, oh. if I'm a listener. Yeah, I got the I got the uh, laptop up and running, so we're ru- we are running full steam, uh, feeling good. I heard uh, I heard Harper that you weren't around to watch the Saints game the other day, so you were able to catch up on social media about all that. Is that correct? Yeah. Is that how you prefer to get your sports news? Is through social media? I mean, pretty I, I, apparently that's how it is now. Yeah. Did you see the game? Yes, yeah, saw it. Okay. Or did you just did somebody tag you in something and that's how you people saw tag it. me and shit nonstop? Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, that, you know, I mean, you could choose to see that as a negative, or you could choose that like everybody. I see it as a fucking negative. Oh, okay. Well, I was just thinking that I'm looking you know, at the same shit you looking at, man. No, you're I not. I, no, you're not. Because just last week you were talking about how you were at the gym and in your car during the game, so that gave everybody uh, uh. clear. They wanted to make sure that you were up on what happened to Drew Brees' thumb. Fuck, bro. Yeah. I'm, hey, I'm, hey, I'm posting Hopper's promo about that on YouTube when I get a chance. I got it on Twitter. It's going up on YouTube. He was well, I, just, I just wonder what you guys did in New Orleans to upset the Rams and Uncle Raj. That's all I want to know. And, and I need to go back to our patron football thing 
And here's the thing, guys. I was going to say Cowboys 16-0 and at Super Bowl, but Mike said I couldn't do it. So then I went with, the, oh, well, they'll go 8-8. Eight eight. Bullshit, pal. We're going 16-0, and Super Bowl. Suck it. Okay. How do you Let's... how do you feel about how do y'all feel about that? I think you can blow. Har- me. Har- um, well, I know how you feel, but Harper, if you want on our bandwagon, we'll make room for you. All right. Nah, I'm cool. Oh man. No. Nah, <laughs> hey, I do. Hey, before you do your shout out, put this me. way, y'all are one bad thumb away from being nothing either, bro. I'm just Har- saying. Aren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> we're we're all. Just At one. least we got fucking uh, Bridgewater to kind of hold it down. If you can right, go. right. We're not going yeah, to Brandon Wheaton. Right. I mean, we're as, not... rusty, as rusty as he was, y'all better put WD-40 in those buckets instead of Gatorade. So I don't want to hear it. Yeah, whatever. Okay. We're not going to Brandon Wheaton, but, you know, it's neither here nor there. That, you know, that, was, a hurtful, that was a hurtful time in my life. Jesus um, Christ. I remember that year on the show. Um, So I just have a quick shout out. Um, I want to. I was I haven't had a lot of time late free time lately because I was busy setting up this laptop, but I was able to get over to um, uh, I was able to get my eyes on some Twitter uh, this past week. And I saw that um, Mikey and DFW, I think he's a new relatively new listener to the show, um, was was talking about how Gary Hart was believable. Brother, you ain't kidding, and we're going to talk about that tonight, too, because he, he says some things in this episode. And, man, growing up in Dallas, Gary Hart was around, like, when y'all started World Class with, with uh, Lance. And Gary Hart was no joke. Gary Hart was a real deal. That's for damn wait sure. Till, man, wait yeah. till we talk about what he said tonight. Man, shit. I know, I know, I'm with you. So, Mikey and for Mikey and DFW, welcome to the army. We're we're glad to have you over here. Um, go make some friends and then tell them about the show. And uh, there's the Dogaholic spotlight of uh, the week. I need to mention to tag Lance and uh, I think it was longtime listener and Patreon member Brian Withers who recommended the show to Mikey. Uh, if I remember the tweet correctly, because he tagged me in it, Whoa. and Mikey listened to it, and then I remember like a month ago, Mikey listened to the first one. He was like, "Dude, that's one of the best recommendations I've ever gotten in my life." So shout you out see? to both of you on that one. Well, then I need to rescind my spotlight of the week and not give it to Mikey and DFW and give it to this Brian Weathers chap because he's out there making us listeners. Yeah, there you go. Both of them get the okay. spotlight, in my opinion. Oh, both of them. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I guess I don't know. Remember, right, I'm I'm thinking about turning heel here, so I don't know. Yeah, I see that. You don't know what the hell you're doing. You're like a broad. Special shout-out to our largest patron contributors monthly, disrespectfully, Classy, Marky, Blassy, Kyle, Riley, Mike, Childry. Thank you for your generous patronage each and every month. Also, I want to give a couple of shout-outs to a couple of, well, one new patron, EJ Smith 70 Thanks for signing up. EJ, you signed up on Podbean. Uh, I'm not telling you to sign up on Patreon, but if you sign up on Patreon, you get a little bit more for your money. Do it. Video version of the review. So we appreciate it. Uh, well, just tell him to make... do it. I'm going to tell him to do it. Do it, bro. Do it. All right. Jesse and Josh, welcome back. Thanks for uh, maintaining your Patreon membership. We greatly appreciate it. All right, Doc, you got anything before we get into the episode? Man, here's the thing. I'm just going to set the stage here. This was a 40 40- Three-minute episode. Can I get a praise, Jesus? Yes, thank um, you. It was. Can I get a praise? Can I? 41? A plus. I'm gonna a correct plus. you. It was forty-one fifty-five. You you, you oh, booked it over uh, there, praise, little bit, praise, Booker Man. Praise be to Allah. <laughs> um, 
That's just, I mean, but here's the thing. They put more oomph into these 41 minutes or almost 42 minutes than we got out of 58 minutes last week where everybody was just sleepwalking. This was a good show. So, yeah, I think we ought to just hop on in. Yeah, I'm with you, man. This was a damn good show. So let's get into it. So things open up. They open the show. Barry's cutting a promo on the people in one of the live uh, arenas that they're in. Dusty comes out to confront him. Uh, confront JJ and Barry who are out there Dusty decks JJ and we then head to the main show opening um, in the studio so uh, more to come on that later as they go to the studio uh, Tony, JJ and David Crockett are, are in the studio this week and Tony says Mighty Wilbur is back <laughs> why? Yeah, yeah. who cancelled? What did you think when you heard Mighty Wilbur is back, my, Doc? Well, my my exact notes were Mighty Wilbur. Good Lord. Yeah. You know what Mighty Wilbur is? Mighty Wilbur is one of those, one of those um, at the shoot job, bad ideas that gets created by some booker. And the booker leaves, and a new booker comes in, and you're like, all right, we're going to get rid of this bullshit idea. Well, all we got to do is just kill it. And everybody feels bad and guilty about it, and we don't kill it. And now we're still doing this bullshit idea. Okay. How many times? How many times have you seen that scenario play out in your storied corporate career? I would love to see what would, if they would have turned them heel and gave him a fucking manager. Well, they started him heel, and, it, and they gave him a manager. Yeah, but not as this fucking gimmick. Yeah, yeah it was. No, no. What 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 I'm saying is. Com- completely change him, put a mask on him, call him something else, and then and have a fucking manager, have fucking Gary Hart or someone come out with him and fucking Gary, speak for look, him. Look, G- Gary Hart's got his own problems getting his mumbly Mexican to not. That's nice to not speak over him. He's one of the good ones. Well, that may be true, but that's messed up. <laughs> God. Hell, yeah, what are you hell. what are you gonna do? What I, I well, I can't say that. Michael have to edit it out. I was gonna bring up ice. Oh no. no. Don't come on, bro. Don't. Yeah, come on. <laughs> don't bring up all I'm saying all, all I'm saying is is if ice rolls into town, Armando Martinez can't run around yelling, I'm one of the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't gonna work. It's messed up, man. Well, I agree. I agree. I like That's the 49ers. Why. Come on, yeah. man. Man, Armando's awesome because he's laughing at that comment right now. As he listens to, I'm looking out for him, man. <laughs> he's laughing. Oh Jesus. Okay. Um, are y'all finished uh, going back and forth about Mighty Wilbur? That's coming back this week. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah, he sucks. Well, so they talk about that. Mighty Wilbur's going to be back and more on the confrontation from the opening that we just saw on the Patreon video at tinyurl.com slash BTT. And then I will play this uh, promo because uh, Sullivan comes in and he's got something to say at the opening of the show. Here it is. And a man who we have talked to many times and really caused a lot of turmoil, I guess, so to speak, on the Superstation, a man right here by the name of Kevin Sullivan. And we saw him too long ago walk away from ringside with Precious, David. I want to tell everybody out there to really listen real clear because what I've said has been the truth since the day I got here. And if you don't believe me, why doesn't Patty come out here and confront her about the story? It's real simple. You see, 
I am going to build a Tower of Doom. It is the most dangerous match in creation. And the way I got this, I went back to my roots. I went to Singapore and I laid with the lady of the third eye and I went to the valley of the leper and I ate the monkey brains. <laughs> you see, I understand now that when you build the tower, you build the tower and you start from one cage, work your way down the second and go to the bottom. And there's only been in all of the history two cages ever built like this. One for the Great American Bash, and the second one in China 2,200 years ago. But see, I am going to go back all the way to my childhood. See, because when I was a little child, I used to like to hunt rats in the junkyard. All the rats I used to get. And I'd have a little stick, and the stick was sharp. And I'd look at those little rats, and I'd lean over, and I'd stab those rats. I'd stab all those little rats. Because I had them all trapped. Well, I'm trapping them all in the Tower of Doom. And when I get them, I'm going to step on these little rats and I'm going to take her away with me. All right, Kevin Sullivan. Now let's go to the ring with a lot of action. Man, I can't be the only one that popped when he said he ate monkey brains. What do you so think they do to monkeys in Malaysia? What do you think they do to monkeys in Malaysia? All right, Doc, what do you have from, from this? Man, I popped my ass off when he said that. Um, he, he's talking about eating monkey brains, man. Stabbing rats? like Stabbing rats? Come on, there's all kinds of <laughs> layers and meaning That's to that. He's, <laughs> he's, I can't tell if he's crazy keeping kayfabe or shooting right there. Jesus. Um, the Lady of the Third Eye, that seems nonsensical to me, I think. The Valley of the Lepers is a song from Ben-Hur, and is also also maybe a biblical reference if you want to go that far. He's wilding out, um, but the problem here, and I just got a text from Harper on this topic, is this Tower of Doom nonsense, because we talked about this last week. We know where this ends in about 10 years, and it's not good. Yeah. What is this we're looking at here? That's what that's, I think of when I hear yeah. Tower of Fucking Doom, bro. That's, that's not what a bad I think of. Secret Wars. He's Tower he's, of Doom. God, that's that's what I worse. think of. What he did but was that, he he sent the photo to Doc and I via text just now. It's Marvel superheroes Secret Wars Tower of Doom. It's a picture of the box for everybody that wants to know what we're talking about. Yeah, that's what I think of when I hear Tower of Doom, and it makes me think that that may have where they got that name from, because I remember as a kid they had the the Marvel uh, Secret Wars figures, and they had the Tower of Doom was like the the headquarters for like Doctor Doom and it and the heels, and it's just, and that's the first thing that pops into my mind when I hear Tower of Doom was that was that toy, so maybe that's where they got the name from. I don't know. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. But other than that, but other than that, that that promo, he was all the way live there. Yeah, he's talking about monkey brains, and he went back to Singapore. Oh, Jesus, man, Sullivan's great when he does that. All right, Harper, you got anything else from Sullivan right there? No, it's just I'm thinking of fucking Tower of Doom. It's because I kept thinking, what does that sound like from my childhood, like a toy? Why does it, it, it kept ringing a bell, 
Then I'm thinking, I think that was from the fucking Marvel fucking toys from when I was a kid. And I Googled it, and sure enough, yeah, there it is, the fucking Tower of Doom. Well, here uh, you have it. Uh, well, you know, I, I went there next. Uh, a big cage match is going to be the uh, Castle of Grayskull. Oh, no. Yeah. Right. Jesus, it's a fucking joke. Okay, what was it? Was it or is the, is the promotion the problem? Yeah, because you probably could have got that by him at that time. They were so well, desperate. They were so desperate to com- compete with Vince. Yeah, they, they were like, okay, Star Wars is real big. We're gonna call this the Death Star Cage Match. Except you know, it was I'm... 1988 and 11 yeah. years after Star Wars. Well, you know what's funny is they did that Wizard of Oz thing when Sullivan did hang the monkey that time and the monkey fucking yeah. <laughs> did the Von Eric thing um, and committed suicide. If you remember, that whole scene was kind of did look like Castle Grayskull. It was like that green and they had yeah. that background. I, I mean, I'm not saying that's what it was, but, uh, you yeah. know. No. Fucking know what yeah. that shit reminds me of when I see it now. Remember that... They show they used to come on Saturday mornings, Land of the Lost. Yeah. yeah. That, Sleep that's what, that, that's what that shit looks like. The real cheesy, you know, special effects and the, you know, with the fake like plastic rocks in the background and all. It's, that was a cheesy ass show, even when Dude, I was a kid. Even we watched, as a kid, I couldn't watch it. Nah, we watched the shit out of that. Come on now. <laughs> Dude, Will and Holly and the Sleep Stacks. Come on. Yeah. They had a freaking like marathon on the Sci-Fi Network one day. I remember, I don't know, it was like one of the holidays, Labor Day, maybe Memorial Day. I just remember being off from work and flipping through, and I was like, "Look at this bullshit." Yeah. I was, <laughs> I watched like thirty minutes of uh, or of it, and I was like, "Whoa, boy, Fuck. you want to talk about low budget?" That's thirty minutes more than I would have watched. It was it was morbidly fascinating at how stupid and low budget it was. Okay, the Fantastics defeat Joe Cruz and Larry Stevens. Uh, we just watched along with it, and um, yeah. now we're gonna go to a Fantastics promo. Wait, uh, wait, that... wait! What? Go to the four hundred three mark when 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 uh, Tommy Rogers steps on a black chick's foot. Wait, what? The four hundred three mark. I missed yeah. that. I missed it yeah, too. Watch. And he's walking into the ring. Okay, let's see. Yeah, watch, watch. Four minute. Actually, he steps on that chick's foot. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> hey, I think that's the I think that's the same woman that uh, Flair pulled out from the crowd that time and said, "This is Dusty Rhodes' kayfabe girlfriend." I don't know, but man, he stepped on her bunions. <laughs> that poor what broad. A, what a racist! God, that poor broad. That sucks. Jesus Christ. All right, let's go to the promo. Here it is. Tag Team Champions, the Fantastic. All right, you know, Mr. Cracker, we're really excited about coming out here. We want to thank everybody out there who's supporting us. We have these tag team belts right now, as you see, and it seems like everything Jimmy Cornette's doing is backfiring. He seems to be going a little crazy. You know, he's losing his mind, not only, only out here doing interviews, but during our matches, we've had battles all across the country. And Cornette is crazy. That's why the Fantastic have decided to bring something down. Tommy, remember that straight jacket we talked about, brother? We're going to take care of Cornette. That's right. You know, Jimmy Cornette, ever since April 1st in Norfolk, when the Fantastics came to the NWA and beat him in a non-title match, 
He hasn't been the same. And then we finally got that title shot, and we took these U.S. Tag Team belts from Jimmy Cornette and the Midnight Express. Well, there's a little piece missing every little bit that he every day that he don't have these U.S. Tag Team belts. So Bobby and myself figured out a way to keep Jimmy Cornette from going and hurting himself because we know what kind of a man he is. We know you're going to hurt yourself, and we're going to have to put you to because I'll stick this belt right where the sun don't shine. Oh, you think you will? Won't you just try to catch me? I got something to say to you. You know the NWA and David Crockett and your goofy brother. Get away from me. I don't know if this guy is... The the end, uh, yeah, you think I'm crazy? I'm crazy like a fox. The NWA and David Crockett and Jimmy Crockett and everybody else is jealous of the Midnight Express and Jim Cornette because we're better than everybody else. That's what the problem is. And you're hey, always trying to come up hey, with some way to stack the next. You shut up, you little jerk. What do you want? What do you want? Let you me tell you something out. right now. You tell me. You're nuts. The people know it. All these people know it. You're crazy. You got a screw loose. I'll tell you who's nuts. You're a straight jacket down. You ain't going to bring no straight jacket. I'll tell you who's nuts. You're nuts. You got a screw loose. You're a nut if you think I'm going to go for that. Hey, you watch out. You let me tell you something right now, fooling you too, Rogers. You're always trying to figure out some way to stack the deck against the Midnight Express. You put us in cages. You make me wrestle trying to get my neck broke. You put us up on scaffolds trying to get us killed. And now you're talking about putting me in a straitjacket. Put me in a straitjacket, brother. I ain't crazy. I ain't nuts. And I'll show you how nuts I'm not. The only reason anybody watches this crummy TV show is because of Jim Cornette and the Midnight Express. They don't watch his weasel face. They don't watch your fat neck. And they don't watch your two little grinning puke face geeks. They don't watch you. They watch the Midnight Express, millions of them. Well, we ain't going to be watching the Midnight Express anymore, brother. And we ain't going to be watching Jim Cornette because right now, as of today, we're out of here, brother. We are not going to be on World Championship Wrestling. We're not going to be on any NWA television show. And we'll see how long it takes for Ted Turner to start showing reruns of Mighty Mouse cartoons in this time slot. We're out of here, and we're not coming back. You ain't putting me in no straitjacket because I ain't crazy, brother. Yeah, I am. I'm crazy like a fox, and I know how to sink this TV show, and I'm doing it by getting out of here. I think, I think this may be the best thing to ever happen to World Championship Wrestling for Jimmy Cornette and the Midnight Express never to come back on the World Championship. All right, ladies and gentlemen, more action right after this. I uh, really just wanted to play that because of the straight jacket comment. Just remember that. But, uh, Doc, do you have anything from it? I like how corny goes, I'm not crazy. Yeah, I'm crazy like a fox. Wait, what? But <laughs> am I the only one that got completely worked there? Because they kept showing the camera angle the ways they did, and I kept waiting for the Midnights to jump the Fantastics. Yeah. And I thought it was cool that I was sitting there, they were setting me up for it, and then they didn't do it. I like that. Don't be so yeah. fucking predictable. Yeah, there's something to that. Don't always tease it sometime and, and, and have it not happen. That way, when it does happen, it's more of a surprise. Right. Yep, I'm with you. Harper, do you have anything from it? And I just, it, it just seems like Tommy Rogers should be just on a, a bigger stage in general. Because he, I mean, you can say what you want about the rock and roll and how the chicks loved him, but dude, Tommy Rogers has legit Hollywood good looks. Uh-oh. And he's, and, and he's got that million dollar body. He looks like he should be on, he could be on any television show. At that time, he could have been on Dynasty or fucking, you know, Falcon's Crest or fucking any soap opera or a fucking movie. He's just 
he he just has a look that just makes him stick out from fucking everyone else. Harper's got a little crush here, a little man crush. I, I'm just that. saying, he just looks like he should be on a fucking TV show, like on a fucking uh, Dynasty or a soap opera or something. I wonder if the only thing that ever held him back was his height. Something about it just he he has those Hollywood good looks, man. The perfect hair and everything else. You really I don't know if you can tell as much on television, but he was short. I can't I'm tell. Short. I assume he's like five eleven, you know, just no, by looking at this. No. Five seven. Damn, really? Five eight at the most. I, I mean Menace was looking him straight in the eye. Yeah. Whoa. And I mean, I'm like five nine, so I he five I, maybe five eight. He was short, man. I mean, he wasn't Buku Dao short, because uh-huh. you know Buku Dao short. I mean, that little motherfucker right. short. But but we go out to a worldwide audience. Nobody knows who Buku Dao is. He's a he's a little Asian guy from. Um, whoa whoa. What? what? I mean, he's Buku Dao. He's a little Asian guy. He's he been to, on the show. Why does he Hold have, on, why asshole. Does he have- why does he gotta be Asian? Yeah, why does he gotta be Asian? Why can't he just be a guy? Yeah, why can't he be fucking Oriental? Oh yeah, yeah. We, we can't say that. Yeah, what's, can't the say prop, that. what's the proper term out there? What what is it nowadays? I, I'm, I'm seriously. What, what what do you want me to say, Doc? He's a, a southeastern Asian person. All right. So anyway, I'll call him by how his name. How about he's an American? How about he's an American? Yeah. Buku how Dao. about that? How, how tall is Buku Dao Hopper for for a shoot? Five, five three. Five, four, five, something like that. He ain't that tall, man. I mean, I mean, I, what five three? I think he's like five three, five four, man. He's short. Yeah. Anyway, so but Tommy's taller than him, but no, Tommy was short, man. He was just a short little dude. Now, even up until the last time I saw him in person was like two thousand and two. That son of a gun was still ripped. And in damn good, good shape, even at two, even in two thousand two, like he wasn't one of those guys that ended up on the indies that you would be right. like, man, that guy let himself go. No, nah, he wasn't like that. But I mean, I agree, Hopper. Yeah, he's got a million dollar look. I mean, you know, we talk about Al Perez and his look and how great it is. But man, Tommy Rogers had a better look than Al Perez, and I mean, he wasn't yeah. a great talker, but he was a better talker than Al Perez. Yeah, fuck yeah, that's true. All right, Doc, you got anything else from this? No, I liked it though. I mean, the con- I was really happy with the way they positioned that shot it. Yeah, and they're still building the whole thing, you know, with them and the the Fantastics and the and the uh, Midnight Express. So you know, it's just furthering things along. Nothing really went down. They just kind of jaw jacked a little. And, and you know, here's another point. We talk about this all the time because they do this on Raw still. You know, ten minute, fifteen minute promos, jaw jacking back and forth. But uh, here you had a uh, basically. Not even, you know, about two two minutes they jaw jack back and forth. You know, it was a three minute segment all around, but a t- two minutes of jaw jack, and then that was it. So, you know, give them, give them, they, they teased it, and that's all they needed to do. So, with that, we then go to um, JR and Tony Schiavone, who throw it to an interview with Barry, where Dusty joins the conversation. Let's go to that right now. Here it is. Okay, fans, like we saw at the top of the program, as you know, the bad blood and the bad feelings between Barry Windham and Lex Luger have been bad enough. Now Dusty Rhodes, and you know, and Jim, I know, that the feelings really run deep between the American Dream Dusty Rhodes and Barry Windham, and you were in the ring at one time and got to see that confrontation. 
pull up. Real close, as a matter of fact. I got into the ring to ask Barry Wyndham uh, how he felt about changing his philosophy and turning his back on old friends like uh, Dusty Rhodes and new friends like uh, Lex Luger. Right. And then it got, uh, well, got a little close for me. Let's go now back in time to Raleigh, North Carolina and join this situation in progress. Nobody in this field of me is a thing to me. What have you ever done for me? I'm the only one. I'm blood, sweat. I've done all the work for everybody. I'm the one that never looked like I was anything. Dusty Rose never did anything for me. I lived in his shadow and never again will I. I am with the four horsemen now. They are my friends. They stand for what I stand for. The unity as a team. We are the elite. Maybe you can address that question right here. Let me ask you something. Are you prepared to do what you're trying to do? Can you look me in the eye after all these years and call yourself a man? Barry Windham, can you look me in the eye? All right, I let it roll uh, through the jumping uh, and them putting the boots to Dusty and Luger and everything. I throw it to you, Hopper. You have what did you have from this? Uh, the promo and then the the jumping. I wanted it to, to keep going. Well, they only got forty one minutes and fifty five seconds. Yeah, fuck, I wanted to keep going, man. Cause you know, so a uh, fucking Nikita or Sting or someone else came out for the fucking save. Do we really want to see Nikita come out for the save? I don't want to see Nikita do anything, especially <laughs> talk. Fuck. His accent gets worse, man. It does. It, it does. I said that. I told y'all that. Yeah. It's getting you worse. Didn't say it. You didn't say that. Harper just said it. Yeah. I Why told y'all that last week. I was like, we get into the period where it's getting worse. <laughs> but anyway, Doc, what do you have from this? Harper's always talking bad about the claw, but man, did you see how fast that claw busted Dusty open? That shit was devastating, pal. Yeah, because he had the glove on. Right. We got to have the glove to make it even worse. Yeah. You know I mean? Or the, better. I mean, that's... The, the they, glove, The glove like, makes the hand stronger, right? So he can really squeeze his head like a melon. Hey, bro. When I was fucking eight years old, that would make perfect sense. It did. <laughs> yes. Uh, Doc, you need to check your phone. We just got a we just got a tweet that I think you need to see. Um, Doc, you got anything else from this promo before I go to the next one, and then we'll talk about what I just sent you. We, um, okay, hold on, I'm working on it. I got no. I'm asking. Do you have anything else from the promo first? Uh, no, that was uh the claw. Yeah. How I like it. How he he, it's kind of like Barry's kind of hesitating, and it did it. Yeah, it's like. Is he going to do it? You know, 
he did it. He's he's already kind of pissed off at him, but he's he's never really came to blows with him. Is he going to do it? Yeah. Yeah. He did it. You notice how they never really get a close shot. Dusty's busted open, but do you notice how they kind of like stay away from it again? They don't really Yeah. get close up on it. Old TBS. That's all I'm going to say. Um and then you as you heard there the horsemen with Rick eventually come in and they're laying the boots to both Luger and Dusty and then we head to the studio. All right, I'm going to go to now after all of that went down, they go back to the studio and then Dusty's going to cut a promo and I want you to listen to the Barry chants as Dusty's talking. Here it is. Ladies and gentlemen, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. You know what? There was a good example, David Crockett, of what's really going on in the National Wrestling Alliance, the premier sporting operation in the world. And Barry Windham, I offered up my innocence to you, brother, and you paid me back in score. Now then, you got to understand the facts are. Lex Luger don't like it. Uh, Lex Luger don't like it, Steve don't like it, Doc don't like it, Nikita don't like it, and most of all now, I don't like it because you need to ask Lex Luger sometime, Rick Flair sometime, what it's like to have Dusty Rhodes breathing down your throat with, the, with his breath all over you in the heat of battle. And that's what it's got to do now, the heat of battle. You're going to face a new situation now. That situation is the heat of battle. The heat of battle with Dusty Rhodes, the teacher, the coach, the man that knows you better than any man. So when I'm in there with you now, Daddy, and my breath is hot on you, and this big old body's got you wrapped up in a knot, and you're wondering why you're a fourth husband, you need to ask somebody for a little help. You need to offer up your innocence. Because I'm going to pay you back in scorn, baby. And in Greensboro, North Carolina, tomorrow night, me and Lex Luger, double bull rope, pay you back in scorn. And Tully Blanchard, Houston, Texas, Bob, why it's violence time. Pay you back in scorn. Pay your back is gone. So the lines have been drawn. The battle's on us. The American Dream Dusty Rhodes is once again at the top of the field. And I'm going to take it to you, baby. Bear Wyndham, ask yourself about all them long lifetimes we spent together. I'm going to take it to you, brother. I'm going to pay you back in school. All right, ladies and gentlemen, coming up, you're going to see Sting, Nikita Koloff, Dr. Dusty Williams, and the Four Horsemen. Boy, you can't tell me Dusty wasn't mad with him, Barry Chance. Doc, what do you have? Harper, what's the biggest holiday in February? Valentine's Day. Did, did, did Dusty say it like Harper does, Mike? <laughs> what do you say? Valentine's Day. <laughs> Valentine's. Doc, stop making fun of the way Harper says Valentine's Day. I didn't make fun of anything. Yeah, you did. You used to always do it back in the day. Oh, back I, when Harper was going to bring his broad to Waffle House for Valentine's wow. Day. That was that was back in the old days. Where, uh, but yeah, yeah, that was. Like I, I mean, ago. that was pretty standard issue, Dusty. I mean, it was like you know he's out there saying stuff. Nobody's really sure what he's saying, but he sounds pretty good doing it, and. I can I can I can let that go. Hopper, you got anything from it? Yeah, that was good. I'll take it. He's 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 gonna pay it back with scars. 
Scorn. With Scorn. Mean, meat and potatoes, and uh, I love the Barry chants in the background. I, I know Dusty wasn't happy with that, but... They go to a six-man tag match. It is Sting, Dr. Death, and Nikita who defeat Ryan Wagner, Gary Phelps, and Dave Spearman. But the graphic actually said... Um, uh, that's what the graphic said, but one of the guys in there was actually Dale Laparouse. Well, so whatever. Well, good for him. I need yeah, to get a time on. stamp on this. Um, well, yeah, yeah, I need you to take me back to 1652 for some good, clean fun. So that's 1647, 49, 50. Let me see. What are we looking for here? The broad? The, bro- the broad and white. Harper. Oh, the three um, of them? Hold on. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll play the three amigos. <laughs> that would be amigas. Okay. There they are. Well, okay, okay. I Y'all see two in a, I see, I see uh, two. I see two in a wildebeest. Jesus. <laughs> Y'all gotta stop because the broad the one... was is a little girl. Right. Is that a broad or is that a is that just a kid? That's a that's little a, girl. That's, that's a, little a child, girl, right? That's a child. And, and, yeah, and the one on the right, I think, is the is the starting right guard for the Saints in nineteen eighty eight. So let's lay off her. But look at the chick on the left. Because this Man. shit's being shot this shit's being shot in the morning. And she's dressed <laughs> She's dressed like the material girl. She's dressed for action, which means she's there on a Saturday morning to get some, or she ain't been home. And I guarantee you, the big one drove. The big one drove her fucking Ford, fucking LTD or whatever, piled piled them all up in the car and fucking drove them there. But I couldn't see that at first, Harper. You do need to lay off all three, because that is a child in the middle. We don't, we, we, we do draw some lines here. God, the the one on the left, the one on the right, yeah, she's just like whatever. She's just you know, you can see her pushing the grocery cart at the you know at the local grocery store, putting you, you know buying fucking groceries. But the one on the left, Is the fuck's disaster? wrong with you, lady? And she's got those fucking those fucking Terminator sunglasses on. It's like she's How? gonna say, "Are are you Sarah Connor?" I mean, fuck. How shit house mouse crazy? Is that broad? That bitch is crazy, bro. Just, <laughs> I mean, after we get done, after we get done, and I blow this good load, we might as well go ahead and check you in down at the home. Jesus Christ, y'all are the worst. Wow. That's terrible. I can't laugh at that. Crazy, dude. That chick is nuts. Yeah, that chick's nuts, bro. But you're right, Harper. You know, She's dressed I mean, like a just... material girl, and it's uh-huh. like... You know, this is a Saturday morning when they tape these, so you're like, why did you dress like that to come to the student? Yeah, right. She knows Tommy Rogers is going to be there. Mm. Rick Flair's going to be there. Sting's going to be there. Luger's going to be there and tear his shirt off because that's all he knows how to do. Yes. Yeah, good point. Okay, so um, any thoughts on the on the match then <laughs> after, after that? I could tell you. The guy that takes the pin just looks like Sonny uh, Bono. Is that LaPruce? Uh, Hold on. Let me see. Let me get to the end of it. See if I can get time it right. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's Dale LaPruce. Yeah. Yeah, we've seen him a few times. Yeah, Dr. Death got a haircut. Yeah, he did. Looks yeah, terrible. Yeah, but he still got a mullet on steroids. I mean, it Yeah, is... it looks fucking... 
Just cut it. And it's not even a full mullet, Hopper. It's like a rat kit. It's like a... It's like a quarter mullet. Just, just, just <laughs> fucking get a get a haircut. It's a quarter mullet. It, I'm saying it's like a, it's you know like, what it is. No, Hopper, no, it's seriously, like, it's like it's the, a the cross haircut. between a between a mullet and a rat tail, Hopper. That's exactly what it is. It's somewhere in between that. It's like he went into supercuts and they were like, "It's eight bucks," and he goes, "What can I get for three fifty? Right. He's got, you know, it's the El Camino fucking haircuts. <laughs> it's not a pickup truck. It's not a car. I'm serious. Look at it. Call it. it. It's 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 not it's the not mullet, good, but it's, it's not, not a rat look. tail either. It's a cross. Right. This is not a good look for him. Jesus no, just Lord. get a goddamn haircut. Just get a fucking haircut. <laughs> so actually, let's talk about that because Nikita and Doctor Death of this team both need new hairdos. Would you agree, Hopper? I don't know. I mean, Nikita, just you know, there's nothing wrong with the. I think he was trying to go with the whole Schwarzenegger look with the flat top, and he's got the accent, and I think that's what he was trying to go with. Because I mean, be bald. He, because you got to look me. I mean, Predator was hot at that time, and Schwarzenegger was was the biggest thing ever at that time. That's what I think he was trying to go with with the flat top. All right. Uh, well, I guess so. Um, I don't know. Doc, did you have any other thoughts on the match before we go to the promo? Not one single thought. All right. Let's go to uh, Gary Hart now and Al Perez. Listen to Gary Hart here. Ladies and gentlemen, Gary Hart and Al Perez. Mr. Hart, you're after Nikita Koloff. I understand you want to eliminate him. Is that correct? Nikita Koloff, you used to be known as the Russian Nightmare. You're not even a bad dream no more. Because when you get in the ring with a Latin heartthrob, about 15 minutes into the match, the belly starts sucking wind. It starts to burn in your throat. And the Latin heartthrob smacks you around. Because you ain't so bad. I want to make a personal public challenge to you for the bash, the great American bash. Any kind of match you want, Nikita, Please, you choose it. I'll even tie one arm behind Perez's back. I'll handcuff myself to the top rope and take a nap while it's going on. Because you used to be something special when you were beating up a bunch of jabronis. But this one here, brother, he is also like Ricky Flair. He's a 60-minute man. And when I told you that he's the greatest piece of work that's come along in the wrestling business in a long time, if you don't believe it, get up in his face, smack him around, and see what happens. It won't take too long to get you out of the face. And if your little friend with that flat top named the Sting, if he don't like it, you send him to me. Because what I carry in my pocket I can take care of him in just an instant. And if you don't believe it, sucker, try something and you'll find out that we ain't playing no game. We ain't no toy. We ain't no puppet. You better get yourself ready and right. Because if you ain't, you in a whole lot of trouble, Jack, just like this sucker up here. All right, Mr. Hart. Talk's cheap. Let's see what he does in the ring. You know, Randy David, you a very astute man about wrestling. You know he's the best around. Come on, who are you kidding? Let's watch him. Well, Gary Hart ain't lying when he's saying, Sting, you know, come get you a piece. Uh, I would stay away from Gary Hart because he really did carry that switchblade. Doc, what do you have from this? How fucking great was that? 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, the whole thing, like, he, I, I always liked that he would call him Ricky Flair, too. Like, he's the only guy that could get away with that. I've always wondered why no one did that more. Like, called uh, fucking Arn Anderson fucking Arnold or called Steve Austin Steven or something. Just to piss him off yeah, in a promo. Kinda, right, because it's like condescending in a way. Right. It's like calling you Michael. Right. Which y'all do from time to time anyway, but yeah. yeah. But it's only out of love. Yeah. yeah. It's like me saying Christopher. <laughs> yeah, no one says that. Unless Christopher. <laughs> my mom or a telemarketer. Right. <laughs> Uh, but Doc, to answer Doc's question, man, Gary Hart was Gary Hart was gold right there. So uh, there you go, Mikey and DF. I mean, how? Well, yeah. How believable is he there? I mean, he basically just said in so many words, "If you're if your main man, your y'all's big hero comes at me, I'll just cut his ass." Well, and it's even like okay, we didn't know back then, but now the story is not story like it's a fib but the real reality is the man carried a switchblade and so you hear it now all these years later 31 years later and you're thinking back to what he did he actually did carry a switchblade so it it's like it's real it's it's even more real so he was great Harper what'd you think yes yeah, fucking great I mean it's Gary Hart Al Perez didn't say nothing during the whole thing how great was well, that? Well, well, well that's great that makes it even better right like, he did his job. Yeah. He did his job. You just he a bad dream, motherfucker. You ain't no damn nightmare. But it's <laughs> it's not even that. It's how he says it. Yeah. He's got that role going, and it's just master class. Yeah. All right. So then Al Perez does go into the ring, and he defeats Bob Riddle. And then we Fuck go this to the guy. Uh, <laughs> then we Those go fucking the... German suplexes, bro. He, did, he, he didn't even go up for him. Man. He sandbagged the piss out of him. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Uh, we go then to the Spam Slam of the Week, uh, which goes to Barry Windham this week. and uh, as Spam the, uh, Slam. I like how she uh, says it. Spam Slam. Hold on. From Hormel. Let's see. Hold on. Spam Slam is brought to you by Hormel, makers of Spam and other grocery products. I'm still laughing Bam, every time I, every time I see that logo because to Harper's point, this shit ain't changed in thirty plus years. Fuck no, bro. That shit's like a Coca Cola can. It's it, it. This shit ain't changed. When's the last time the the Yankees changed their their uniform? Right, <laughs> right. That logo is the same as it's been since then. <laughs> it's the Yankees logo of processed food that's going to give you fucking cancer. Ass cancer. Ass wow. cancer. That's nice. That's what it does. It's That's, nice. uh, I don't know. Uh, it turns I, into, I heard it turns you into a T-Rex. <laughs> Doc broke kayfabe with me today, y'all. He said he misses the T-Rex. I kind of do. Call him up. I, I, I don't I, I don't miss it's him not, that much. It's not the same. <laughs> Putting eyes on him every day and hearing his sappy stories is... We all have another T-Rex there to, to, to fucking fill the void? Well, there's a story. There's actually a story about that too. All right. Oh, you gonna so, tell yeah, it or? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was pausing for effect. We did get a, a T Rex replacement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 
that person lasted um, <laughs> maybe two and a half weeks and just stopped coming. Damn, why? I just don't think it was for her, I guess. Oh. And all of a sudden, they called T-Rex and said, hey, you sure you don't want to come back? And he said, nah, brand." So that's yeah, where we, we are. Doc and I said it all along. T Rex was 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 good at what he did, man. I mean, Doc liked to make fun of him, but he was he he did that job well. He really did, and and he and he and he didn't have a lot of like standards, so he did it for a long time. That's nice, Doc. Is it is it stressful? His job. Mm-hmm. You got to that- deal. You you got to deal with some bull crap. I mean, oh. you got to be real. You do, Doc. You got to deal with. So that yeah, stuff. that that's fair. He's not over there splitting atoms, but right. But there's some there's some parts of that job that I would not want. How about that? Yeah, yeah. You got to deal okay. with some BS, man. And, and he was good at dealing with the BS and mumbling under his breath after he you was right because people. Because am I good? Am I good at that part of my job, Mike? Hell no, you your ass. So I'm not trying to say this in a in a complimentary way, but you'd turn into Ric Flair if you did that. You'd be like, let me tell you something. Don't I'd come take over of- to my desk and asking for that type of bull crap. I spent more money last year on spilled liquor. Right. Than you made last year. That that would be Doc. So there's some stress to it um, that he dealt with uh, pretty accordingly when he when he when he decided to come so in now, being a negative. So now when I see the spam slam, I get a little sad because I missed the, the T Rex. He get was a little a sappy. Bastard. He was a, he was a little he was a chum. He gets a little sappy. All you right, get one of them fucking uh the fake spam cans. Y'all seen those, huh? Yeah. No. Yeah, where you like hide your jewelry in or some shit. You put it. It's a. Oh it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You get one of those, you put it like in your pantry. And just hope that the T-Rex doesn't come and rob your house. You're like, oh, I like this guy. This guy likes to spam slam, too. And like, oh, look, he's got his fucking engagement. They got his guy's wedding ring in here. That's nice. Let's go to Ric Flair. Let's, uh, Rick, Rick will bring up the spirits. Here it is. Ladies and gentlemen, the man that makes the world go round, the world heavyweight champion, Ric Flair. You know... I was gonna come out here today and I was gonna be mild-mannered. I wasn't gonna be obnoxious. I wasn't gonna stand here and tell you that whether you like it or not, the bottom line is guys like Lex Luger and Sting and Nikita and Dusty Rhodes and all these awesome characters that come out here week after week, telling you what they're going to do, but never getting it done. Lex Luger, as an example, God bless you, pal. The good Lord gave you the greatest body of any athlete I have ever seen in my entire life. But the motor function in this thing that makes that go round and round, my friend, is so many skills that for all that magnificent physical ability, you are light years from being where I've been my entire career. 
Now, Sting, oh, it's great. The first thing I want to do when I get up in the morning is paint my face. Yeah, I want to run down the aisle going, oh, no, no. In fact, I want the world to see what a class act, what a businessman, what a prominent figure in the greatest sport in the world can look like on national television. And that's high stuff. That's class. And you see, the great American bashes are on the horizon. The greatest wrestlers in the world are going to compete. And you know what? The bottom line, once again, is that the horsemen and the powers of pain and the varsity club are what's happening on the side of the street that I walk on. And I, in fact, am the world's heavyweight wrestling champion. And throughout this summer, I like to sweat. I don't mind bleeding. I don't mind paying the price to be where I am. And all you guys out there in fantasy land, you Johnny come latelys or you would-bees are gonna find out when the cages go up, when the bull ropes come out, when the tower goes up, when the war games start, that it's gonna be cutting time. And I'm betting on woo, the bad guys. Woo. Ladies and gentlemen, the world heavyweight champion, Ric Flair. More action to come right after this. Well, he told Lex, you got a million dollar body, but a two cent brain. I'll throw it to you, Doc, first. What do you have? How great was he on that from start to finish? We haven't had a truly great Rick promo in a while. Yeah. But, dude, he eviscerated Sting. He eviscerated Luger. He he told him it's going to be cutting time out on the at the bash. You you want to be where I I've been my whole life. Shit, I just wake up and want to paint my face like some moron. <laughs> just, dude, that was awesome. And it's all the little things he's always done, too. Like, he walks out, and before he ever says a word, he does that little <laughs> laugh. It's just everything he does is what you want your world champion to do. Hopper, what do you think? Fucking great, man. Fucking make a fun of Stang. Come on. <laughs> you know what I was thinking? Who was the last big wrestler that painted his face? We, what do you mean? Like, I mean, the Road Warriors have face paint. No, I'm saying like since since staying in, in like the Great Muda. I was I was trying to think. Hurricane. Hurricane Helms. No, he had a mask. Huh? Yeah. Oh, I thought he painted that shit on. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh, Jeff Hardy. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, he did, he did do a face paint. Yeah. Well, there you wow. go. Well, there you go. Itchweed. Remember when TNA he yes. was itchweed? I remember 
Yeah. <laughs> Doc and I have actually, there's a time period, I know we're laughing, there's a time period in like 2015 and 2016 where TNA was actually really good. And hey, Doc and I be, were watching they're gonna it. Be, they're going to be great again. They got saved again. Yeah, well, no, God, they just, they're like a they, fucking cat, huh? I mean, they got nine shit, million they, lives. No, no, they're herpes, that, pal. You ain't getting rid of them. Yeah, yeah, you're not killing them, man. But no, there was a, Doc and I were joking it one day. We were talking about it. We were like, dude, they were actually doing some good stuff in that 2015, 2016 time period. And, and they were on Destination America where nobody was watching them on that Hillbilly channel. They sh- they might as well have been performing that shit in death v- in the floor of Death Valley, man. Yeah. Doc, am I lying? Wasn't it good? No, it was good. And... It was good, and just went straight into the void. Yeah. No one saw that shit. No one. I mean, I'm telling you, man. If you watch that weekly with Eric Young and Bram and. And I mean the Hardys and all the stuff they were doing, man. And uh, they had Bobby Lashley. They had um, EC3 was rolling at that time. Uh, what's his name? Oh, God, I can't think of um, uh, his real name. Sean Richter. What's his name? And um, I can't think of his working name. But anyway, they they were doing some like really, I'll really never, good stuff. I'll never forget that promo. That line that Bobby Lashley cut on James Storm. And James Storm says, "I ain't afraid of you, Bobby." Bobby goes, that's all right. Brave people get their ass kicked every day. Man, they were, because that was the thing, man. They could cut, they were cutting promos like they weren't being censored. You know, it wasn't, the product wasn't PG. I mean, Rockstar Spud got busted open one night real bad. They were doing some good stuff and nobody saw it. No freaking body. Uh, Besides the 250, 300,000 people that were watching on Destination America, which was nothing because at the time Raw was still doing 3.5 million people. But anyway, all right. Um, Doc, anything else from Ric Flair right there? Just, I had really, well, we'll get to it in a minute on the Rolex. But, yeah, you can keep going. Uh, Hopper, you had anything else from Flair? No, it was just fucking great. And then then Sting comes out, and my God, he had to follow Flair, and it was just, what the piss is this? I'm not playing it unless y'all want me to. When did Sting come out? Yeah, I think I missed that. No, I'm not yeah, saying. I, I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm Nikita. I'm in Nikita. I'm in Nikita. Dude, bad. what the fuck, bro? I definitely fast forwarded through that. I I'll I tried honest. watching it and it was like I'm like, nah, bro. Ten, 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 ten. But that took, but that took eight, eight, eight because the shit. Listen, listen to him for twenty seconds. No one heard what's going on, and I hear Gary Hart come on and talk some big talk. How are you going to end Gary Hart not get a call out? Well, you see, it was just last night in St. Louis that I brought tried to break my sticking leg with a chair, but I'm still here. And it was not long ago when Kevin Sullivan tried to put a Okay, I understand him a little bit more that time because it's the third time I, have, I watched it. I, I have, have no clue, dog. None. Zero. All I hear is fucking Gary Hart and Al Perez. Zip zero. Stingy with De Niro. I got nothing on that. All right. I heard well, Koloff and, and Al Perez, and <laughs> I didn't even get a Chateau 
Yeah, okay, he didn't say it there. Well, after Nikita cuts his promo, Arn is in the ring, and he defeats Keith Steinborn in, like, Magnum TA record fashion uh, very quickly. Doc, anything from that? Um, Just that when's the last time you saw Arn really squash somebody that fast? Uh, they haven't done that in a while. I mean, we just haven't seen anything like that. It's Well, we need to get to this promo you have queued up, because good lord. Yep, give me one second. got to stop this Patreon video. Oh. Why hey, do we're we back do, on Why do we on do Patreon. this? I, we were, no, in real life, that took 22 minutes for you to change the reel. No, it didn't. And no, it didn't. I hit the stop button and hit, hit start again. What are you talking about? So let's go right now to it because we got a beautiful promo coming from Arn, Barry, Tully, and JJ. Here it is. All right, we have in the horseman, Tony Blanchard, Iron Anderson, Barry Windham, and J.J. Dillon. You know, as everyone has already seen at top of this program, it's very, very clear where I stand now. Dusty Rhodes, Lex Luger, you know, Tony Blanchard and I are going to take care of business with you two very soon, tomorrow night in Greensboro in a double bull rope match. Now, Dusty Rhodes, you seem to think that you taught me everything that I know, but believe me, you are far from that. What I am going to do is teach you a lesson horseman style. And Lex Luger, keep your nose out of my business if you want to keep a nose on your face. You know, BW, you talk about tomorrow night, Greensboro, the bull rope. I know that you've learned some new tricks about the bull rope match. But you know, David Crockett, Double A, and myself haven't defended those world's tag team titles in a while. That's because we've been saving ourselves for Wednesday night in Miami. Miami mayhem, Double A, you and I. You know who we got? The Tower of Power, too sweet to be sour. And... Sting, he's going to beat his chest. Well, guys, you've been talking about taking a horseman down for a long time. National television. National television. Ten million homes watching live. Think about it when you walk down the aisle, when you come down to the, to the Knight Center in Miami. Think about it. Big Dust, that's where you thrive. Miami FLA, where you've beat so many people. You've won the world's heavyweight title there before. Just think you're going to try to regain some of that lost glory. But don't think that I'm not thinking about Houston and that barbed wire too, brother. Because barbed wire is Texas style is my kind of deal. David Crockett, I'm going to put everything in perspective with what time we have remaining. You take the Great American Bash and you rename it. It's called a civil war. You see, families are going to be lost. Reputations are going to be lost. Man will turn against his brother son against his father and the great american bash you're looking at 45 straight days that all titles could switch and switch again all reputations could switch and switch again because we're in here on that beaten path and night after night you got the very best against the very best you don't get a night off you do bleed you do sweat and every night the reputation you have a gut check I may look at Tully Blanchard, I may look at James J. Dillon, I may look at him, I may look at Ric Flair and decide I'm tired of looking at him anymore. But the reason the horsemen stick together in that well-oiled unit is we're not five individuals. We take that anguish and we put it aside. We are the horsemen, we are the family, and going in the bashes as it always is, we are the incumbents. We're your world champions. They say the four horsemen rule wrestling, and they just might. More to come right after this. He called them the, he called themselves the incumbents, which I found 
<laughs> just comical. Let me go to Hopper first this time. Hopper, uh, what did you have? Yeah, fucking Arn Anderson, man. Batting a thousand. Again. Yeah. Again. Man, they all just do great shit, huh? Hey guys, have uh have you seen uh the uh SMU Mustangs record this uh this year? <laughs> I mean what's their record? Are they three and oh? Well, I mean, I don't know. I just, I didn't really want to, I didn't really pay attention to this Arn Anderson promo because I don't really like him all that much. So I was just thinking about what bowl game we're going to. I talked, mm. I, I talked. Are we going to the uh, Hawaii Bowl? We're going to play against, guess who? Hawaii. Uh, maybe. Uh, I don't know, though. I heard that uh, East Carolina may get in there. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, <laughs> we recorded, we recorded another episode of World Class yesterday and he was, uh, I was I was saying, hey, how's them how's them Twitter how's them tweets going, man? You still getting a lot of stuff, a lot of questions. Oh yeah, you know, I mean, everybody's uh, everybody's uh, everybody's in on the joke, I guess. And uh, yeah, I I guess that's it's how it's going. Uh, but you know, I mean, it's cool. I stand by what I said. You know, you know, you know Orange just doesn't do it for me. <laughs> what he's, he's working I, I, the gimmick. He just, he just said families are going to be lost reputations are going to be lost we're going to go for 45 days titles are going to get switched we may turn on each other we may want to that's the part that kills me is he's i might decide i'll i may look at flair and say i'm tired of looking at him dude how great is that he said um no nights off you bleed you sweat and it's a gut check we are the world champions we are the incumbents (laughs) i was like oh shit who am I giving the Rolex to after that? Because well, I mean, Rick... yeah, we're, we'll get into that in just a second. Because man, this week was so much better than last week that there's actually a lot of competition here. So I, yes. th- man, I actually thought Tully was real good too. There, it yeah. just it, it gets overshadowed by the force of nature that Arn is. But he was just wearing those glasses and looking smug, and I liked it at the end because he said barbed wire. That's Texas style. Well, shit, where's Dusty from? Yeah. But he's a smug bastard, so he don't care. He ain't thinking about that. No, Tully was good. It's just like you said. I mean, he's out there with Arn cutting freaking, you know, eight plus 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 promos, and it's like he gets overshadowed because of that. And that, and that is, just... yeah. Well, we go from that great promo to a uh, phenomenally bad one that will get played because Mighty Bill Wilbur is back, and ugh, ugh. ugh. I can't not... tell if he's if he's just so Work. great at it, or he's just. Oh, he really is a fucking. He really is that. Harford, that's what we said about you for the first six months you were that's on the nice. show. <laughs> All right, let, let's go to Mighty Wilbur and see what he's saying. Here it is. Jeez. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to World Championship Wrestling here on the Superstation. And we're about to see my, the Mighty Wilbur and Ronnie Garvin in tag team action. And we're waiting on. Here comes Ronnie Garvin now. Wilbur, hey, Wilbur, come here just a second. Fine, sir. It's good to see you back. Good to see you back. How you feeling? Feeling 100%. Uh, legs feeling real good. Feel 100%. Can't believe I got the, you know, I got the ex-world champion here as my tag team partner. Everything's looking real good. I, I do want to say, where am I? Right. Want to say hi to all my friends out there in Hayward, California. <laughs> say hi to all my friends around the world. Thank you very much for the cards. And uh, you know something, believe it or not. Me and Ronnie, we're going to be the world tag team champions. I wouldn't disagree with you. That's there you hear from Mighty Wilbur. Let's go up to the I ring and see him in action. He's a. Hopper, I'm with you. He's so bad. It makes it's you so wonder. It's so real, right? Right. It's so 
it, it's so bad that the way you think it's like it, it, it's all real to him. Harper, <laughs> hey Harper, Harper, watch uh, this. You got any thoughts on the towel distribution here? Oh well, that's a good. You know, come on, Doc. He's a good guy. Yeah, I mean, come on, Doc. Can we get back to Mighty Wilbur? Because Harper's making a great point about him. He's so bad. It's it's like it's. Is it a gimmick or he's just really like this? And look at this. He shakes his hand. And is that a girl or a boy? I don't I know. Can't tell. It's a kid, so I'm gonna leave it alone. Yeah. But I, yeah. I'm with you, Hopper. It's he's so terrible that you're like he's got to be doing this on purpose, which makes it even better. And then, then I think, what is Jim Ross thinking? Of all the top of the line talent, well, he's got a he, he definitely doesn't have an amateur background from the right state of Oklahoma. I mean, what do you think he's thinking when he's uh, fucking interviewing this guy? Of all the great fucking I'm wrestlers, su- I'm really surprised he kept kayfabe when Wilbur said we're going to be world champions and he right. didn't go like fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> good, good luck, pal. And then, dude, this is the worst splash I've ever fucking seen. Man, I'm just—I was just glad to see that Ronnie Garvin hadn't forgotten how to stretch a son, bitch. Yeah. Boy. Did you I, see? <laughs> at the, I mean, let me go to it. Well, because in the, our Patreon members at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT can see this it. motherfucker's got to pull his goddamn pants up. Dude. This is the second time we've seen this dude, and it's just hanging off him like he's fucking pull your goddamn gear up. <laughs> Here he comes, Hopper. Garvin is about to stretch this poor bastard. Uh oh, bitch! First off, he he puts his. Here Pissed he comes. His piss. Uh oh. You God think it's going damn. Nah, I'm just gonna fucking. I'm gonna stretch it, dog. Now I need to get you, you folded Bruh, up here. I mean, that's just look. Look in any <laughs> sense. <laughs> look at this dude. He can't move. He's fucked. Here, let and me he's... give you my body so that you can kill me, dude. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let, let me stop for a second. Not only are you, is he twisting I this poor bastard right there? Not only is he twisting him up like a pretzel, that shit hurts enough as is, but you take your dirty ass boot where you've been walking in the bathroom standing next to a urinal and you put your boot on the man's face. And you're putting <sighs> weight on He's putting weight on that shit too. I mean, Harper, let me ask you, is this the equivalent of spitting on someone almost? It could be. We talked about this last week. Yeah, I know, but I'm like, damn, he's got his boot on his. Not only, I mean, we've seen uh, just he's got a. Dude, Why does he hate the jobbers like this? Well, he's he's got to be upset right here because he. I, my note is he was the world champion, and now he's doing this. You yeah. think he's yeah? You think he's got kind of like a uh, a superstar Billy Graham deal going? Ah. <laughs> uh. I don't know. Well, you see, here's the here's the other thing though. Like Bo James knows him well, and Bo has always said that Ronnie just used to be like that with the enhancement talent, just to see what you know he, what he can get away with and see if they'd fight back. My argument to that is, their enhancement talent they don't want to piss him off, so they're not gonna fight back. I mean, because if they fight back, it's only gonna get worse. They're not in position to to do anything. So I don't know, but he's always been this brutal. You can go back to '85 when we started on these. He's always been like this with these guys. It's just. 
it's just kind of how he is. But God, just to step on a man's face like that as you've got him twisted like a pretzel where he's already in pain, I'm just like, God damn. Anyway, it's it's pretty brutal though. Um, Hopper, any other thoughts? Is is Ronnie just stretching this poor sap? Tommy, go to the splash. Go to the finish. Uh, is it the 747? Oh, God, he gets so much height, dude. We're going to get to it in a second. I'm waiting for Bro, Ronnie. Yeah, Ronnie... that one. Look at those knee tendons snapping. Uh-oh. Like Uh-oh. Fuck you. And then he, look, here it is. Ah. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Just is twisting. It's so terrible. And then, and, and then after all that, he slaps the piss out of you. Yeah. Oops. Oops. Okay. He's okay. Here comes Hopper. Call it. Dude, watch your watch how oh. high he gets off the ground. <laughs> I gotta run that back. Hopper, Hopper, he basically just tripped and fell on him. Yeah, exactly. He just fell on him. Yeah, that's how I run and get in bed every night. Right. <laughs> 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 I okay. Mrs. I splash Mrs. Doc like that every night. <laughs> I got. I gotta say. I gotta say one thing too. We're gonna watch it one more time. Hopper, you know how you, as a wrestler, you hit the ropes, and when you hit right. them, the you point is, is to lay into them and yeah. you come off of them with some momentum. Not only does he fall onto him when he splashes him, but watch when he hits the ropes. Basically, he just runs into him. Runs off of him, doesn't spring off of him at all. It didn't falls onto the guy. Here it is. <laughs> oh, here it comes. Ronnie backdrops him. Watch him hit the ropes, Hopper. Yep. <laughs> man, it's... that's just what a tub of shit. I, man, as many times as we've seen the fucking avalanche from King Kong Bundy. Or the 747. Right, the 747 from the one-man gang. And this is the shit that they do on, on, <laughs> on fucking uh, Crockett TV. On fucking national goddamn TV. Uh, uh. <laughs> Doc, what did you say? That's how you, that's how you splash Mrs. Doc every night? <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> you better hope your kids never listen to this when they get older. Is that... What? Well, you don't remember the Easter show we did on like Smoky Mountain last year. He, he was like, "My I dick had... has risen, and I'm gonna find me an egg later." <laughs> That's yeah, nice. I never thought about that part of it. Uh, well, you got to. <laughs> okay, trust me. We need we need to erase some of these things. <laughs> I think of that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> You're out in the universe forever, man. Dude, no, I'm, I'm at the I, I I'm at the kid. I'm at the kid. I'm at the kids, not the shows. I like the shows. Wow. What? I'm not Chris, gonna go there, but okay. Chris Benoit. You gotta. You better say allegedly every time, because you say some things, allegedly. and you don't realize how bad it can be taken. Allegedly. Okay. Are we? Um. Are. are did y'all have thoughts? Luger closes out the show. Do y'all have thoughts? No. On we were doing so good. I don't want to end it with Wilbur and Luger. I agree. My notes Sounds say like he's something. trying. My notes say he's trying to respond to Flair, but he is horrible. And oh not yeah, fuck that, dude! You yeah. got eviscerated. Go yeah. sit down. Right. All right. So with that said, Doc, um, 
Well, I fuck. I'm a rated A plus. I mean, it, I, there's nothing else to give it. We we this was literally a 41 minute show, and and we've gone over an hour and 15 minutes talking about it because it's been that damn good. So a shorter show, A plus plus. I, I gotta. It's this was this was really good. Doc, what are you giving? Yeah, it? Uh, six stars. Okay, Dave Meltzer. A A plus. Yeah, I gotta give it an A, dude. I can get used to this, but I better not. Well. Um, there's some short ones coming up there. I think there's some more short, not, not 41 minutes short, but there's some, yeah. there's some short ones coming up, but, uh, this was not, I mean, we, we joke and play and we have fun with the shortness of it, but no, this was really good, man. There's a lot of guys here brought their a game and I mean, even the bad stuff with Wilbur, we just laughed at it and we're like, what the hell? Well, um, last week, what last week was short, but not good. I'd rather it have it be short and good. Yeah. yeah. You like see what I mean? Clicky. Right. Okay. <laughs> he said it like a quickie. What? Mm. All right, Doc. Uh, what you going to rate it? A, a plus. A plus. No, rate it. Not rate it. Uh, your Rolex. So my Rolex evolved throughout the show because at first I was like, ooh, Kevin Solon is eating monkey brains and going to the, to the lady of the third eye. That's Rolex worthy. Then Gary Hart came out and basically said, Sting, if you walk up on me, try this. I will stab you. And I was like, now that's a Rolex promo. And then Rick eviscerated the baby faces, and I was like, ooh, it's going to be hard not to give him the thing. But then Arn came out and talked them all into the ter- all into 45 buildings at once. And I'm going to say, give me Arn Anderson. Harper, who are you going to go that, with? That wasn't me, by the way. What? Harper. Who are you oh, going to go with? We, oh, man, we got an 85-minute episode next week. That's some bullshit. Anyway, go ahead. Hopper, your Rolex? I give it to Gary for calling them fucking jabronis. You know, back then, people were probably like, what the fuck is a jabroni? That's right. I forgot about that. That's true. Yeah. That was not a commonly used term back then. No. I'm going to give mine to Arn as well, because Doc actually made the point I was going to make. You know, he's talking about the Great American Bash coming up, and we know. I mean, there's actually a Great American Bash pay-per-view this year. Uh, in July, I think it's July 10th of 1988, but there's also the Great American Bash Tour at the same time, and and basically, like Doc said, he's talking them into 30 different buildings when he says that, so that's effectiveness when you're talking about the bash, and the Civil War, and families will maybe broken up, and and he went off, man, and Arn gets it, and I don't say that lightly, because Flair could have got it, Gary Hart could have got it, Kevin Sullivan with his, what do you think they did to monkeys in Malaysia, when he's talking about the monkey brains, and he went to the Singapore. The brawl with the third eye. The, yeah. The, the brawl with the third eye. I mean, <laughs> there was, there's a lot here to choose from, man. That's for damn sure. Oh, a lot, a lot, lot here to choose from. So. Hey, and you know what else, pal? What? It got mentioned in this episode. Tully mentioned it. Um, we got ourselves a clash coming up. And, you know, if you want to get in and hear your boys, or at least two of your boys here, review, review that clash, and you're going to have to come off the bench and get in the game, pal. You are absolutely going to have to come off the bench and get in the game. With that said, to get the clash that's coming up, which Doc and I are recording this week, you got to go to tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Same. Oh, my bad. I'm going to play that in a second. tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. You get the clash. You get the Great American Bash that's coming up the month after that. You get the first clash that we did. You get the Bunkhouse Stampede. 
tons of stuff over on our Patreon page at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. So there you go. Become a patron. It's a great way to support this show. Now, um, Doc, uh, we're, we're, we're going to finish up a little early. This is what I was uh, trying to share with you um, about Harper the other the, uh, that, that okay. we cut a promo on. So um, this was Harper after being tagged. How many times were you tagged in the Drew Brees thumb story yesterday? Nonstop. Nonstop. Uh, I'm, dude. I'm tired of hearing about that motherfucker's thumb, dude. <laughs> I'm tired of hearing about it. I'm tired of hearing about his fucking thumb. Jesus Christ! Oh, all right, let's hear about his thumb. So here's a nearly uh, here's a here's here's Harper's promo. Y'all don't get it, bro. I mean, y'all aren't living here. It's nonstop on the fucking I- TV. On the radio, every motherfucker you come across, six weeks, six weeks. I, I, I think that's tattooed into my brain. Six weeks, six weeks, six weeks, six weeks. All right, well, let's play the promo while we're <laughs> here. It is. Here's the thing, bro. Stop tagging me and the Drew Brees thumb thing, okay, bro? I got the same freaking internet as you do. I got Bleacher Report, Sports Illustrated, ESPN, just like you, bro. Stop tagging me in the damn thumb thing. We got it. He's probably going to be out six weeks. We got it. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the starter. We got it. And it's not the end of the world, all right? It's just, if we can split the games... Bridgewater starts, and when Drew Brees comes back, we'll be in a good position, and we can make a damn playoff run, okay? And so, and then in this whole week, Teddy's got the, the, the damn whole week to practice with the starters. So next Sunday should not look like what happened freaking yesterday. So just take it easy, bruh. The sky is not falling. It could be worse. We could be the freaking Pittsburgh Steelers, right? They're screwed. Or oh, the Dolphins. I mean, they're so bad. I mean, you know, I mean, Tulane could beat them tomorrow. They're so bad, you know? So, God, look at this asshole. You really hate life, huh? So, so yeah. Stop tagging me and all that dumb crap. I got it. I, I got it. Oh, and the freaking Golden Girls is going to be on. The, it's something to do with Cindy Lauper, the, the the remake on freaking Netflix. Yeah, you know, yeah, to that too. But leave, leave the girls alone, man. Shit. So stop tagging me in the damn thumb thing, six weeks thing, all right? And in the, in the Golden Girl stuff. Stop. I got it. I got it. Opera <sighs> was salty. <laughs> Best yeah, the fucking Golden Girls. They're supposed to be redoing the goddamn Golden Girls with fucking Cindy Lauper and that broad, the the fucking lesbian broad from Forty uh, Year Old Virgin, and uh, and she was on Glee. You know who I'm talking about? The fucking blonde headed woman with the short hair. I don't, but I know I've heard about the remake thing, and yeah, I, I knew bro, they gotta just leave shit alone, bro. You, you do. should. You, you hey, hey you, you know who Harper looks like? Oh. Harper looks like the before. Remember that guy that cuts the promos about lifting, and he's always yelling and screaming. Oh at God, yeah. And cussing. Yeah. I met that guy. He doesn't yell in real life. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, it's a work. <laughs> yeah. It's a work, people. <laughs> Everything's a work. 
Uh, 100% agree. 100% agree. Um, so, um, but but thank you, Hopper. I appreciate that in mentioning um, stop tagging you because uh, there is some truth to that. So, anyway, all right. Before we get out of here, again, use our Amazon referral link. It's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. It is a great way to support this show uh, without spending anything extra. So, if you're already shopping on Amazon, use that link, tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Give that link to the wives, girlfriends, hoes, and side pieces in your life and tell them to use it every time they shop on Amazon. The show could use it. So thank you very, very much for that. Uh, Hopper, which date is this that uh, Wildcat is happening in? um, November 3rd. uh, November 3rd. I saw that you all finally started announcing the... The the entrance for the Revolution Rumble, and I saw yeah, MVP, uh, MV, the, MVP dog is the first entrance. So there you go, man. It's gonna be a big show, guys. Please go check out Wildcat Sports in Kenner. MVP is going to be there. Um, Harlem Heat's gonna be there. Stevie Richards gonna be there. Loaded show. So go check it out. Don't miss it. Offer anything else you want to say about the Royal Rumble as we get closer to November third? No, just fucking right. show up. To show up and uh, DM Hopper and ask for tickets. <laughs> no, why don't y'all DM uh, uh, what's a uh, fucking Lance call himself? SMU heavyweight. Yeah, hit up SMU heavyweight on Twitter and mm-hmm. and ask him for the details for the Wildcat tickets. Um, he will have all your info. All right. With that said, Doc, you got anything before we get out of here? Not a damn thing. All right, we're all tuckered out until next time and next week on this show or Sunday night on the Smoky Mountain Show. Hopper, hit the tagline and take us home. Book it, bitch.
before we get out of here, I want to shout out a couple of people, friends of the show. Also want to shout out some Patreon members and thank them for their patronage. Uh, before I do all that, like I said, a couple of friends of the show and podcasts that we hope you support. Check out the wrestling podcast about nothing with Brian Malonis from ROH and Mike Crockett. They do their show every single Monday. Monday mornings, the shows drop. They talk current and classic wrestling, along with some indie stuff, too. But it's a good show. They're friends of mine. So please support them because they support us. Also, check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, run by buddies of mine, Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, as they give their take on the northern side of pro wrestling's history. Slightly classier, definitely more professional than we are. Thank you, Joe and Quinn, for all of your plugs. We appreciate it. Also, check out the Bottom Line cast with Mike Prue and JV. They do their show. I believe their shows are dropping on Wednesdays these days. I keep forgetting, but uh, they're basically breaking down the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. So check out Mike and JV as they do their thing. Great show. And also Mike and JV do the ECW Extreme Livecast on our Patreon feed at the $5 level. So good guys doing some good work, and I appreciate it, Mike and JV. Thank you for all of your support. And like I said, I want to thank all the Patreon members out there for their support and patronage. We really appreciate it. We do two shows a week that are free. And then in addition to that, we do more because of you guys. And we appreciate that. So thanks for supporting this show. Uh, it's definitely a great thing that you do for us and, and supporting us. I mean, I can't say it enough. I'm eternally grateful for all the patrons we have. And as I'm talking about being eternally grateful, shout out to the Hall of Fame patrons. Kevin Carter, Michael Angel, Bob Richards, Rocky Swayzo, Christopher Champer, Will Harkey, Robbie Dyson, Rick Beebe, Brad Dunifen, Tom Schlegel, Coach Joey Chase, a.k.a. Willie Chase, Steve Malbasa, LaRon Brown, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott, at GA WrestleNote on Twitter, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller, a.k.a. at Half Pints Point. Keep cutting them promos, kid. I know you would love when I say that. Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Mike Childry, Kyle Riley, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassy, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, the great John Dean at YRC21, Josh Dunn, Ryan and Auburn, at Ryan and Auburn, that is, on Twitter. Good old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Morecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pageant, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, at Spy Boy Sports Cap, R.E. Miller 39, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinosa, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Coleman 822, Marty Howell, T-Hog 94, and Bold Unreal. Thanks for being Hall of Fame patrons. That list is getting longer and longer. And I appreciate it. Thank you for your patronage. And thank you for being Hall of Fame patrons and supporting this show and everything we do. That's all I got. Thank you again, guys. We appreciate it. Have a great rest of your day and week and whenever or month or whenever you're listening to this. Thank you very much. And like Harper always says before we get out of here, book it, bitch. <laughs>